What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Frame by Frame, a podcast all about your favorite movies and TV shows. I'm your host, Simon, and joining me today is Mr. IGN himself. Sam, how are you doing, man? Very well, thank you, Iman. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing better. I'm going to talk more a little bit about how I'm doing after I introduce two special people joining us today. Um, and they are the dynamic duo over at Friday Night GamerCast. Uh, also, our first ever guest on Frame by Frame, Nick and Will. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thank you so much for having us, Mon. We're incredibly oh. hyped to be on this show. We, we loved your work and we love Sam's work over at... Um, at the PlayStation podcast that we do with the PlayStation media. So everything that y'all are doing are great. We're two like huge MCU Star Wars fans. So we're going to be happy to be here. Yep, definitely echoing that. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And uh, we're big fans of your show too. Friday Night GamerCast. On my, well, I'm a weekly listener. So I'm, a, I'm excited to have you guys here as well. Uh, but yeah, a little bit more about my week. So uh, just before recording all of this, um, I was having some cable management issues because I recently moved into my moved into my new place, got the new setup and all of this. But uh, yeah, cable management sucks, guys. I have this one. <laughs> my least favorite thing about content yeah. creation is cable yeah. management. Exactly. I have this one plug that's literally powering my entire setup. And if anything happens during the podcast, the, the stream's dead. The stream's <laughs> dead. Um, so, so yeah. Hopefully nothing happens. Uh, but yeah, I just also wanted to address one more issue over to our listeners. Um, I have been very unactive, unactive uh, on our Discord uh, lately. It's because of all the moving in and all of that. That's because, and um, you know, I'm trying to attend. I just started law school and I'm trying to attend all the welcome week events and trying to make some new friends. So sorry to all our uh, people, all the people are on Discord. I'm How dare not- you have a life? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Content is your life. Get it together. Exactly. I know. Yeah. That. So I apologize for that, guys. Um, but starting next week, once my classes start, I'm going to get back into my usual routine. And uh, hopefully I'll be more active. And I might be jumping over to I Hate My Friends this week. But uh, we'll see. Uh, but um, yeah, for Nick and Will, for our watchers or listeners who aren't aware of your show, what is it about? Just give us a quick, brief explanation. Please. Yeah, absolutely. So we are the Friday Night Game Cast. Um, it is just the two of us. And we offer a little bit of everything when it comes to gaming uh, news, reviews, impressions. Um, we like to keep a pulse on the industry to let people know, you know, what's going on and keep everyone up to date. So we have, you know, part of our show where we do focus on that. And we do a little bit of industry breakdowns, some speculatives about movement between publishers, developers, all of that. Um, and then we also, you know, do topical, you know, uh, episodes where we talk about specific issues in gaming or for example most recently we cover an entire game like we most recently did with our fire and blood three houses episode uh, featuring the switch it up podcast with colby and tyler which i have to say is an incredible episode i had so much fun recording that um and so yeah we just we have a little bit of everything our brand is focused to people who don't have enough time to game throughout the week who are working nine to five jobs and so we want to give you relatively quick but um also just a fun take uh in a celebratory way on what's going on in gaming right now thank you for that and guys make sure to subscribe to our channel for daily content you can further support our show by leaving a five-star review on spotify and apple Podcasts. make sure to leave a review on nick and will's podcast friday the friday night gamer cast and uh yeah we'll read out every five-star review on the show live mm-hmm. and before yeah, we start 
Let's give a big shout out to our patrons, Bucky Blue, our packer Tom, SAZ, Hopple, Brianna's mum, and our latest member, Fabulous Brianna. If you want to hear your name at the start of every show, head on over to patreon.com slash save the game media and subscribe to the tier of your liking and gain access to exclusive perks that will enhance your experience. Now that we've got all the introductions and the housekeeping out of the way, man, let's dive into the show. Exactly. But uh, Sam, I got to give you props, man. Your voice is so sexy. Yo, he killed it. So oh, sexy. Right now. Like, <laughs> we'll like, Wait a minute. Keep it coming. Let's keep go. it coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, that smooth, buttery voice. Just going mm-hmm, through the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved it. But yeah, guys, what have you watched this week? Um, this is our first segment. This is how we start off the show. Like, uh, we just go over everything we've watched like uh, this week. So, uh, Nick, what, what have you watched this week? Oh, my goodness. Putting me on the spot. I haven't actually been watching that much. Uh, I did, though, watch the first two episodes of Rings of Power, and let me tell you guys what an incredible, incredible production that was. Um, You know, for for anybody who's wondering, like, what this is or what, you know, the Rings of Power is, it is uh, Lord of the Rings. It's set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Uh, My understanding is that uh, Amazon bought some licensing right. rights in order to create their own story um, using references from the Silmarillion, from the appendices of uh, the Lord of the Rings. And they created their own show featuring Galadriel and kind of her fight against Sauron. And this takes place during the Second Age. So long before, you know, the Age of Men and everything that was involved with that. It's incredibly good. Very, very cinematic. Um, I would recommend it to anybody who is a Lord of the Rings fan. There are some aspects of the show that... I'm I'm very tentative about. I don't know the direction that they're going with it, and I'll be very curious to see whether or not that those specific aesthetic choices that they've made are going to pan out in the end. Um, but anything to do with the elves, anything to do with the dwarves in the show, or it's, it's they're they're hitting the numbers right on the head. So I've been watching that, and I've also been watching a little bit of anime here and there. I've watched this recently. This, this kind of one. I wouldn't say that it's like a sleeper or a dark horse, but it's called the Akudama Drive, and it reminds me very it's very reminiscent of this uh, other not older anime but it was an anime that came out in 2015 2016 called blood blockade battlefront which is very much an experiential kind of like a um, like a durarara styled anime but just very punchy animation sequences and they have some really really good key art moments in the show so it's uh, it's very good it's about these people with like superpowers in the cyberpunk city so i'd recommend that yeah, I'm looking forward to watch watching Rings of Power this night. I'm watching it with a couple of friends. We're coming, they're coming over here. They're gonna watch some Rings of Power. Uh, but Will, what have you been watching? Nice. So myself here, I've been doing a bit of a split between TV and movies. So as far as my TV shows, I'm keeping up with She-Hulk week to week. I'm really enjoying it so far. I honestly, I love the character She-Hulk, but I was not a hundred percent confident on the show. Some of the shows for the MCU so far have been kind of up and kind of down. So at this point, I've just kind of been like, you know what, going with low expectation. That way you can't get hurt. And I don't know if that's a part of it or if the show is just genuinely really, really good. But it's been hitting my mark every single time. This last episode was so fun. And the craziest part is that I feel like they're getting shorter and shorter, or at least they're mm-hmm. just staying short. But I'm getting bummed every time it ends. But luckily, we get that MCU little stinger. And this week's was a doozy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, this week's stinger was good. So <laughs> highly recommend if you're watching the show, if you haven't watched the show, just at least jump to the end of uh, episode three for the season. And maybe that'll track you. Maybe that'll get you on there. <laughs> yeah. But aside from those normal shows, I do this weird thing with um, anime and then sometimes other animated shows where I let the season go all the way through through 
I let the creator say, okay, we're going to get another season. And then I go back and watch it. So I'm doing that right now with Rick and Morty season five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I can't say I'm like the hugest Rick and Morty fan. It's something that I watch it and I do enjoy it, but I will never go on the internet and like fight for it. So <laughs> I just kind of watch it, you know, whenever it comes out, like I said, I get it the whole season to go through and then I check it out. But I think I'm about three episodes in right now to season five and I'm having a blast mm-hmm. with it. Loving the uh, Captain Planet reference. That was a really great episode. So, so far good there for the TV shows. But the movies, that one me and Nick have kind of been sharing. The great thing about me and Nick is that we're very, very similar. We got a lot of similar things going on. But somehow this man manages to miss all of these hallmark, these milestone movies and video games. (laughs) So I get to have the classic like, what? You haven't played this? What? You haven't seen that? So I've had to go back and get him caught up on the raid series so we watched the raid redemption a couple of weeks mm. ago and then i believe it was last week when we watched raid 2 yeah and it was yeah. good oh my god it was good i didn't want to watch it we watched the first raid and it had very low budget and it was like kind of like oh a great martial arts and you mm-hmm. could tell like the, the the person the cinematographer was very talented but then raid 2 like literally they were like here's a hundred million dollars make the second one and you're just like what <laughs> what where, where, where did this come from this is amazing so yeah love that Yep. So we're working our way through those. I think we talked a little bit. He's seen a couple of other shows already in that same area. So um, the night comes for us. I think he's already seen. And I believe you said you saw Headshot. So now we're just kind of working our way through these, you know, these great kind of dark, gritty fight scene filled uh, movies. I haven't seen Headshot. I saw The Man from Nowhere. Okay. The Man yeah. from Nowhere was the one. Man so Headshot is next right, on my list. Really good one. Yep. Yeah. Man from Nowhere is fantastic. Exactly. So. I love that movie. But yeah. Uh, but Sam, what have you been watching? Oh, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, man. I'm just not much this week. Been a, been a busy, busy, busy boy. Um, I watched She-Hulk. She-Hulk, obviously. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Got to keep up with that. Again, similar to, to Will, really enjoying it. Again, hating that it seems really short. I mean, I know that it, with with the, the sort of genre that they've gone for in terms of this right. legal mm-hmm. comedy, I, I get that it works mm-hmm. in short form. Um, but I'm just I'm hungering for more. Uh, they can never they can never quench my thirst for Marvel stuff. So I just I want to keep watching, and it's just not letting me. Um, <laughs> the only other thing that I've watched not no films this week. Um, Rings of Power, obviously. Echo Echo Nick sentiments. I think TBD on whether sort of where it ranks compared to the original trilogy um i'm I'm intrigued though like you can tell that again this was obviously it it shows that it's the most expensive tv show of all time um even just a couple of episodes in so i'm excited to see where it goes um i think they're off to a promising start and then severance Um, oh finished finished severance this week that's the apple tv show right Mm -hmm. yeah i heard it was incredible it is I, mean, I tweeted about it earlier because um, I, I finished watching it yesterday and I just sort of re- was reflecting on it this morning. And, like, I hate trying to oversell a show because you're just setting people up for disappointment. But it is genuinely, I think all of the rave reviews are earned and then some. I think it is one of the most remarkable shows I've seen in a long time. Um, the The... the least the less you know about it going in the better it is um the only context i would give is if uh, any of you have played control 
uh, the video game. Stop. Yeah. No, same. We had a same. I love Castle that game. Yeah. It is <laughs> it is very similar to that in a number of right. ways. Not quite yeah, that's as big uh, us now. Yeah, it's not yeah. quite as sort of Lovecraftian horror as that, but in okay. terms of the just very weird office setting, things happen that you aren't expecting. I don't think I've ever been as tense as I was in the finale episode of Seven. Is it is it action oriented? No, 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 no. It okay. is. I didn't it think is so. Very much a slow burn. Okay. Um, I you could almost argue that basically nothing happens the entire season. But oh, I love those again, shows. without <laughs> spoilers, that's kind of why it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, that nothing really happens, and the characters are super engaging. The dialogue is like really witty. And the fact that like Ben Stiller directed most of it mm. is ridiculous. It's, it's one of those things where I look at um, Todd Phillips when he directed Joker, and I know that that is a controversial film, but I do think that it is cinematically quite excellent. Um, but to jump from the hangover stuff, which is good, you know, just popcorn film, into something that is nearly Oscar winning, I think that this is kind of like a similar jump for Ben Stiller where he is just comedy focused and now he's come out of left field with this show that is season two can't come soon enough. Yeah. Did they confirm that they were going to do a season two? (laughs) They have. Yes. It's coming. Great. Oh, wow. All right. I mean, Sam, I'm not going to lie. Sam always has the best TV show recommendations. He got watching. He got me into watching The Succession, and uh, okay. this Ooh, Succession is so good. Exactly. And this I tried week, to get I will finished, to watch it. He was like, exactly. Nah. <laughs> this week, I finished The Succession, and uh, goddamn uh, Sam, like, thank you, thank you for letting You're me welcome. watch the show. Thank you for recommending this to me. This oh is my goodness, such a good show. <laughs> like, um, it's just the, the dynamic between the characters. It's just so mm-hmm. interesting. Like the, the siblings the, are the so family good dynamic. when they're in a room together. Exactly. The this so is. Good. This is like this is like a high budget soap opera. Like the family drama mm-hmm. in this is just intense. I I absolutely love it. And um, the one thing I noticed uh, while watching this show is the direction style. It's almost sort of shot like a documentary. Like uh, mm-hmm. they just constantly keep zooming in and out of the faces of the characters. The sort of shaky camera gives it that realistic feel. And uh, yeah, it's it's such a grounded show, but um, you know it's. It, the consequences aren't great, like aren't really aren't high, but there's there's really impactful. Like they really impact the characters going forward. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love the show. Um, another thing I've been watching is House of the Dragon. I have Ooh, watched the first so two good. episodes. I forgot um, I watched that too. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was I'm, I was a massive Game of Thrones fan until season seven and eight. Um, I kind of fell off uh, after that. You know, uh, yeah. And uh, but after that, but House of the Dragon. It sort of reminds me of the first season of Game of Thrones. Uh, I wouldn't say it's as good. Uh, it's, in my opinion, it's nowhere near as good as se- uh, episodes one and two of season one. Uh, but it, it has potential, is what I can see. I, I mean, have fallen asleep to episode one of Game of Thrones season one. Yeah, like but, It is yeah. a slow, slow burn. I, don't get me wrong. I read all those books. But it's just the way that they framed that episode. It doesn't, like, like three-fourths of the way through that is when everything happens. Exactly, like, exactly. Flips. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just more of what it sets up later on, right? Mm-hmm. The first few episodes. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have to wait and see what House of the Dragon sets up. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's obviously an unreal expectation to for a show to be as good as, you know, Game of Thrones as soon as it launches. So, but, yeah, overall, I think I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I like the characters. Uh, it's very. Mu- I, I think Jemmy described it in a way. It's like 
it's like succession in, in the Game of Thrones universe, and uh, <laughs> it's that's basically what it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. all about the political intrigue, and exactly. I think that one of the nice things about House of the Dragon is that it's not weighed down by the top-heavy nature of all of that expansive, interweaving narrative threads that Martin set up in the, the five books that exactly. we had already. And I, I just, I think, I also believe in the cast. I think the cast who's playing. Um, you know, the king is incredible. I think the 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 actress who's playing the main character, I can't remember her name for the life. Nera, Renera. Yeah, Renera. Yeah, she is very, very good in a different way than Amelia Clark was as Daenerys. Exactly. In a way that just kind of she seems more thoughtful. And and I, I really like it. I think they're doing a really good job with that show of winning back like the goodwill of the Game right. of Thrones France from the fallout that happened, of course, in season yeah. six. Yeah, hopefully they continue with that. Uh, but on, on the film side of things, um, I have been catching up with my Bollywood stuff. You know, sticking to oh, my yes. roots. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Sticking to my roots. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so like, one, I, I made a new friend here, and he was like, "I want to get into Bollywood movies. Help me get into them." So uh, I showed him a classic. It's called Ye Javani Hai Devani. It's basically, um, it, it has Ranbir Kapoor in it, and he's a phenomenal actor. And uh, yeah, I highly recommend this movie to anyone who hasn't watched. It. It's a it's a classic romance, a comedy, rom com movie. I would say. And uh, yeah, it's just that um, the pacing of this movie is so it's so well put together. It basically covers the entire lifespan of like, well, what can I say? Six different characters in an hour and 20 minutes. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. And um, obviously my friend was addicted to it. And obviously the Bollywood dance numbers. He's been listening to it nonstop for like the last two days. He's been like, I was, I just walked into his room and he was listening to Dilly Wally Girlfriend. That's like one of the songs from the movie. And he's just, he was just listening to it on repeat. He doesn't understand a word of it, but he's, I'm glad. He's <laughs> the vibes are there. The, the vibes exactly. are immaculate. He's, he's vibing. He's vibing to that. I, I got to get that uh, title from you afterwards. I've been in a Bollywood yeah. kick. RRR right. yeah. really set me off. So now it's uh -huh. been like every weekend I watch a new Bollywood movie. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, I, I, that's I will awesome. been trying to get me to see that. Should I watch RRR? Oh, RR. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I have watched RR. Awesome. It's a killer. It's 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 a crazy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's all I've been watching this week. Uh, so I think it's time we head on into our news stories. So story number one. Uh, so Daniel RPK, obviously one of the most renowned Twitter insiders in the uh, Marvel um, DC space. So he literally tweeted saying DC fandom is canceled. So um, who would have thought? You know, WB canceling another property. <laughs> Something very unusual, but uh. Um, but the question here is, what does this mean for the future? You know, fa DC fandom was a great place to showcase the upcoming DC roster of movies and TV shows. And uh, after the WB Discovery merger, um, it would have been the perfect place to sort of announce David Zaslav's plan for DC, um, you know, since he's been hyping up his 10-year plan. Uh, so what do you guys think the cancellation of this means? I think Sam? ultimately it just seems... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 we'll go for it. Okay. <laughs> also, sorry. So ultimately, I just feel like it's... As you mentioned at the beginning, you know, they're canceling these properties. It's a byproduct of this merger that just happened. I feel like trying to go in now with something structured and make a plan out of what everyone is collectively agreeing is a mess right now is going to just cause more confusion. It's going to sow more chaos. This seems like something if they were to do fandom this year, they would say, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And then in the next six months, they cut half of it and people would be furious. So I think now is the time, which... I guess it's appropriate that they cancel it. You're going to ruffle some feathers, but you know you want to make sure you're stacking all your cards. You're getting your ducks in a row. And then if it's not towards the end of this year, you bring back Fandom next year, kind of like how E3 recently canceled and then they announced it's coming back next year. You just want to get your ducks in a row and then come out all guns blazing versus kind of half-cocked. Right. Nick, what about you? 
Yeah, I, I think that this is an interesting move. Something that I was talking with Will about earlier is my my thought, my first thought went to wondering how is the most recent, you know, merger slash acquisition, which discovery, you know, related to this, as well as like all of the rumors of many of the DC properties. Although, I mean, we already seen many of the properties leave um, HBO Max, but also just wondering in general, how much of that is a conversation that's been a top-down, you know, executive team team member conversation where they're like, well, we have to look at the numbers. And last year's DC fandom, while it was very well received by the fan base, you spent, you know, $15 million putting on this production. And right. we don't know whether or not, you know, a tweet would be better for this. And right. so they're, they're probably in a situation I can imagine from a corporate level as a let's wait and see and see how this pans out. Um, you know, echoing everything that Will is saying, of course, like, if they were to have this DC fandom and not have good stuff coming out of the gate for ideas that they were going to present to their audience on, you know, this is going to be get something that we have people really hyped. Obviously, for example, I mean, all of the, the news and rumors and the, the announcements of the casting that we're going to dig into later with, you know, the MCU and the DC 23 right. announcements. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot there. And I imagine that they wouldn't want to be like, this really, really terrible showcase leading into DC 23 and just have this like overlush. So I, I see it kind of as a strategic move um, for sure, as well as a corporate move as they're thinking about ways to consolidate and streamline their brand. Um, right. I think that there's a lot of things that play into it. So we'll see. Sam, what about you? I mean, the, the, the trolley answer is to go, well, what did DC have to show? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think both Will and Nick are right in the sense that Zaslav made the statement that you know DC films aren't going to come out until they are to an acceptable quality, or I guess if they never reach that quality or aren't allowed to try, they are not going to come out at all. Um, Mr. Peace, Bat Girl. I would have loved that movie. <sighs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> um, but I think that this is. An example of that, I think DC of old probably would have gone ahead with a DC fandom, even if it was ultimately going to end up being lackluster and they knew it. If they knew that they have maybe a bit of a Aquaman teaser to show, maybe a, a, a clip of Shazam 2 and maybe something of Flash, assuming that ever comes out. <laughs> oh, uh, um, that's, I think that's kind of it. Maybe a little bit of Blue Beetle, I guess. Um, but I'm I'm relieved that they aren't doing it because it's saving themselves negative PR, mm-hmm. right? But I think that the difficulty comes in the fact that you know coming off of Comic Con, Marvel just went all out, banger right. after banger announcement. Seems we're likely to have 2.0 of that at D23, and I know that Marvel, uh, DC are way behind Marvel anyway in terms of the the news cycle and sort of fan perception. But are they do they really want to fall behind that much more? Like especially if some of the casting rumors are to be believed that might be announced at D twenty three, DC is going to look even worse than before. Right. Um, and I know that you know after canceling Batgirl, they said. You know, they doubled down and they said, no, Matt Reeves, he's going to stick with us. He has a first look deal. He can carry on with the Batman universe. His Penguin show is going to happen. Um, I think a couple of days ago, they guaranteed that Harley Quinn season four is happening. Mm-hmm. That's all great. But I think they are desperately trying to hold on to as much talent as they possibly can because 
they don't have a guarantee. And these types of showcases are to guarantee both to the public to build hype, but also to guarantee to talent, okay, we've put this out there. You know that you're signed on to this, even if it's not made public yet. So you're, you're probably safe. But with DC, that isn't the case because now anything can get cancelled. Yeah. So it's it's just a mess. It's like a it, it's both a good and a bad thing at the same time, depending on which way you view it. Right. Um, the last thing I'll say, they don't have a 10-year plan. I doubt they have a two-year plan. <laughs> exactly. And, and they that's, even that's... have a one-year plan. <laughs> My Flashes thing... might not be happening. It's... <sighs> yeah. My whole thing with DC is because of the nature of their content and their property and how different they are from Marvel, I kind of like the fact that they're kind of, you know, let's just fucking wing it and fly by the seat of our pants and have just this, you know, DC fandom and it's going to be kitschy and then all the YouTubers are going to make fun of us, but any press is good press, right? Mm. I don't know if that's how they think about it, but on the same note, there are enough fans out there of the DCEU and just of the DC universe in general that we know that there's gonna, they're gonna get millions of views on a production like that. So I, I just wish that it was a little less, I, it seems like a little bit of a cowardice move in my opinion, to, for them not to do this. It's just like, wait, they already had this set up. I can imagine they already had assets, you know, locks and loaded and ready to go for it. People were working on it for months. Why not just do it? But yeah, nevertheless, here we are. Yeah, I think personally, it's more of um, David Zaslav wanting to make his own mark in the DC universe. Um, since, you know, most of the stuff that's coming out right now, it's uh, it's, it's stuff he, he wasn't actively involved in or stuff he had in greenlit before so i think it's just more of him wanting to get all the scheduled dc properties out and then next year when hopefully if they're all releasing by the end of 2023 we can have dc fan again where he announces his state of movies or he announces dan lynn is taking over dc movies and uh, you know they start they start from scratch over there or something like that or but yeah uh, i think it's um i think it's a good choice actually not canceling dc fandom uh, in the long in the long term of things because again most of the stuff that's going on bad press warner bros as a whole is it, it's just like the whole world is against them you know everything going on with the flash movie don't worry darling that a huge debacle happened on that last week and uh yeah it's just they're not in a good spot right now and i don't think putting out dc fandom where potentially they're probably going to get more negative press is going to help them uh, at this day of time but uh yeah guys do you guys have anything more to add to the story I mean, the one thing I would say is that I think the Flash movie had the potential. I think Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller is a good actor. I genuinely think that they know how to act very well. Uh, however, you know, the, the news that's come out about Ezra Miller mm -hmm. in the press recently, it's just it would be unconscionable for them to exactly. publicly release a film starring them. So exactly. part of the problem that she faces is that it might be a great movie. It's just probably something we might never get eyes on because yeah. of everything. Or they just wait and wait and wait and they hold it and maybe there are reshoots down the line. But at this point, because of you know the allegations that's come out against them, I just I I don't know if I would be very comfortable giving my yeah. money to because like from what I hear, the first looks are great. So that's exactly. even worse. <laughs> People yeah. are saying they really enjoy the movie. Yeah. Like literally, like it's been getting review scores as high as the Dark Knight. You know, that's that's what's being reported. And yeah. The, yeah, who knows how, how true that is. But again, that's that's a good sign for a movie. But again, how, how exactly are you going to promote a movie where, you know, your main star is not doing the most um, appropriate things? Uh, in the real world like can you imagine how they're gonna get eaten up on twitter when they release exactly. the flash movie and then they canceled batgirl 
just oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if the movie is great, it's gonna get review bombed. Yeah, Everyone's gonna, gonna hate on mold. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, guys. Moving on to story number two. Uh, Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova is set to star and lead the upcoming Thunderbolts movie. Uh, this was the Thunderbolts movie was recently announced at San Diego Comic Con 2022. So uh, obviously, the seeds for this were planted. Uh, spoiler alert: at the end of Black Widow, and sort of continued throughout Hawkeye series. Uh, how do you guys feel about Florence Pugh? You know, stepping up to the lead role in this you know big team up movie that's supposed to conclude Phase go, Five. Go ahead, Nick. And uh, <laughs> oh and uh, what do you think about her character? I'm obs- I'm obsessed with Florence Pugh. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. She is qu- quite literally, in my opinion, one of the best actresses that we've gotten into the MCU in Phase Four. But even outside of Phase Four, she's one of the best new actresses that I've seen. I mean, we all love Midsummer. Um, I probably need to watch some of her older films that she's been in. But she's just an incredible actress, and I think she brings the level of, of gravitas that Yelena kind of requires, but also she's got the the personality and that air of quippiness that goes right in brand with the, the MCU content. So I think it's going to be interesting to see her as like a main character leader style role. My only hope is, is that they don't turn her like super serious and like by the number, I hope they don't approach her writing from the direction of like, this needs to be Chris Evans styled, you know, MCU infinity saga writing for Yelena in this situation. Uh, I, I don't, and on the other hand, I don't want them to treat it like James Gunn treats a lot of his characters. I just don't think it was right. They need to do a very delicate balancing act. I think the best thing that they could do in the show is to write a fantastic script and then just give it to her and let her work her magic without a lot of like directorial like constrictions on it. I think that's where a lot of these newer phase four films have come into play and maybe they've been less critically received because the actors just don't have as much space to live and breathe in those characters. So that's, that's my hope, but I'm I'm excited for it. Needless to say, how about you guys? Well, uh, well, overall, I mean, Florence, I'll just echo what, what Nick is saying. Um, so fantastic actress, lover of Midsummer. Um, I, fighting for my family and things like that wrestling mm-hmm. film that she was in. Thought oh, she was okay. great in that one too. So all in all, fantastic, and I really loved having her. She was my favorite part of the Hawkeye TV show. When oh, she yeah. showed up, the oh, show yeah, exponentially sure. got better. So <laughs> yeah, I, and did. I think when you were saying there earlier, Nick, where it was making sure you get that nice middle ground of serious, but you know, not too goofy. Um, I think she hit it very well inside the actual Hawkeye show. You know, she had those goofy, funny moments. And um, in Black Widow, she had very serious. Yeah, yeah in, in Black Widow, she did very well there as well, uh, which is my kind of first time seeing her there as Yelena. But uh, all in all, I'm just excited for the Thunderbolts, period. So they could have been like, oh, Howard the Duck's going to lead the Thunderbolts. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to be there day <laughs> let's one. Let's go. I'm be there day one, let's go. Uh, I already can tell it's going to get flagged. It's going to be, oh, this isn't as good as Suicide Squad. This is a Suicide Squad ripoff. I'm, I'm already like preparing myself mentally putting on my Twitter armor. <laughs> but uh, I just love the Thunderbolts in general. Um, I haven't read a million billion comics, but every time I see something Thunderbolts related, it's normally very, very fun. Um, I just always love those little flipping of the head, getting the more general bad guys or anti-heroes, shoving them together on a team, exactly. being like, you got to go be big badass heroes now. So I'm, I'm just really excited to see who they get together for the rest of that Thunderbolts cast and bring along so that we can get some real kind of like darker um ish and hopefully that'll open up the road for a dark avengers a couple of years down the line Ooh, because that's what i'm a dark really storyline oh god that would yo, be so that's what i'm saying so i'm so like good. give me some time <laughs> take your time with it i want them to do it right don't rush into it but i am waiting <laughs> <laughs> sam what about you 
I, I I don't think there's a negative way you can spin this. I think I I'm you know coming from an acting background, I 100% agree with Nick that Florence Pugh is arguably the best casting since Robert Downey Jr. Um, yes. Maybe even topping that in some regards. Uh, she immediately embodied the character. Um, she is the definitive version of that character, in my opinion. Um, having read, you know, a fair number of issues of, of Yelena-centric comics, um, I now think of her definitively, which is always a good sign. The only, not that it's a qualm that I have, but it's just that I don't necessarily think that I've seen evidence to suggest that Yelena would be a good leader in the MCU thus far. Uh, not that there is anything wrong with her character. It's just that I don't necessarily know that she's displayed leadership qualities. Um, maybe I think she's going to be very resistant to it. I don't think she's going to want to do it. And I think Ross is going right. to. I would hope that is the angle that they're going Poor for. Ross. There is, there is some allusion to her sort of kind of leading a group at the end of Black Widow because she leads the other widows right. away. Mm-hmm. They're freed. And you can assume that she takes on some kind of a leadership role. But it's just, I want to, I maybe want to see evidence of that before Thunderbolts. Um, and I don't necessarily know where that would happen, but I just, I'd like to see her assume a bit more of that mantle where it's maybe more believable that she can, you know, functionally lead a team, not that she hasn't got the capacity to, it's just uh, mm-hmm. to see the character do it. And I guess maybe more to the point, maybe if if this is 100% true and she is going to be the leader because I would have assumed that Zemo would have led the team. Exactly. Um, Z- Zemo but, or like US agent, yeah. Potentially, mm. yeah. I think Zemo maybe more so because Daniel Brawl is the more sort of calculating um, right. character that we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. But maybe if this is true, that Yelena is leading the team, it gives us an indication of the tone of the film as well. You know, to what you were saying, Nick, where you hope that there is like a middle ground where she isn't super serious, but they don't go completely slapstick with it. Right. I think maybe that is a sign that overall Thunderbolts as a film is still going to be kind of like the Avengers mm-hmm. and less dark and gritty, which maybe some of us might prefer. Um, but I guess if they're leaking this kind of news now, maybe that's a way of sort of warming us up to the idea that it is still going to be quite quirky, maybe. Mm-hmm. Towing the line, I would yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm so down for this. Uh, Florence Pugh, as you all said, amazing actress. Uh, obviously, Black Widow. Um, as most people said, it was one of the weaker, lower tier MCU movies. But I really rate Black Widow. Uh, I really like Florence Pugh's performance in that. But uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see it. Uh, one question for all of you: uh, What's one uh, ca- uh, Thunderbolts character that's not been introduced in the MCU you would like to see in the movie? Honestly, my favorite, and it would. It's not going to happen because it would take too many movies slash TV shows, what have you, to make it work. Mm-hmm. But when they had Penance, the Penance arc after, uh, okay. uh, like I think it was like during Civil War, actually, the overall cause for Civil War. That I love that so much. Just the whole, yeah, I have all of these, you know, pins. It was the the actual suit had the marks digging into his flesh for the number of people that were killed during the explosion. Um, I thought that was incredible. I love the suit. The suit looks gritty. I'd love to see it in live action. So it's not going to happen. It takes way too much time to get around to Penance actually being a character and then getting that chance for redemption. Um, but I really do love that character, though. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. I would say, so at this point in the MCU, we are going beyond 
what a lot of like my wheelhouse knowledge is with the characters, especially mm -hmm. I, I haven't delved too deep into a lot of Thunderbolt uh, mythos or more, but I think it would be really cool. Obviously, U.S. Agent has been introduced. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we got them in the, the Falcon and Soldier uh, right. show that on Disney Plus, yeah, which was all right. It was an interesting choice. Um, I wasn't 100 percent. I I really need them to, to feel out that character a little bit more, but that was like probably my least favorite Disney Plus show um, right. as a whole. Uh, however, that being said, I know that they had they did the Netflix series with him, and then there were the two movies earlier on. But I think that this would be an excellent opportunity to reintroduce the Punisher into the MCU. Oh yes, um, yeah. and have an MCU style Punisher and just just absolutely going off the handle and just murdering everybody. I, I want him to be this like the the egregious you know aggravator of the team, just constantly causing conflict and just wanting to do whatever he can to murder the next bad guy. So I think that would be really fun, kind of just a curveball to throw in the team. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag bring back John Brethel. I was about to say, yeah. Do you want John Barenthal? Do you want Tom Jane? John Barenthal. For sure. <laughs> yeah. John Barenthal was he? He was so good as Punisher. Like He's incredible. Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. Sam, what about you? I mean, you you could technically throw out most Marvel characters because they've most of them have been, been on the a member of the Thunderbolts yeah. at some yeah. point. Mm -hmm. I would maybe like another female member because mm -hmm. um, we assume. I I was maybe going to go Moonstone instead, mm -hmm. um, okay. just because I think her abilities, like Songbird, we have a lot of winged characters currently. We have mm -hmm. Layla from Moon Knight. We have obviously yeah. Captain America now has um, the wings. Wings, yeah. Um, so I think maybe somebody who can like control gravity and stuff. That's something we haven't quite seen. I know Quake might be coming at some Quake. point, ooh, but ooh. um I still think maybe like a villainous type version of Quake in, in Moonstone might be quite cool. Here's a question. Was Emma Frost ever a part of the Thunderbolts? Not to my knowledge, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there was one issue 40 yeah. years yeah. ago. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Yeah, sense. yeah, but I think she, Emma Frost is more like a prom a more prominent member of the Hellfire Club, you could say. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, too. one character I would love to see in the Thunderbolts is Songbird, as I just said. Uh, I just like her. I just like how cool her powers look and her costume design. That's pretty much it. And I'd love to see that in live action. There's nothing like deep, deep. It's not, it's not that deep, you know. Just like cool costume, cool powers. I want to see it live action. Yeah. Sometimes but, that's uh, what it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just, are they still going to make it Thunderbolts though? Because I know William Hurt recently passed, so I don't. I assume they haven't started shooting yet. But are they going to just recast what? him? I don't think they'll recast him. It'll probably be something like in memory of Thunderbolt Ross, renaming the theme the team Thunderbolts or something like that. Yeah. I guess that I, I that's what I'm as picturing it. Because you would assume that their HQ will be the Raft prison, right? Exactly. So yeah. that that was run by Thunderbolt Ross. I would I would I would imagine it would be like a in memory of this gentleman, we are continuing what his idea was from exactly. the get-go, which was to assemble this team. You know, retroactively make it that oh, this was uh, Ross's goal all along mm -hmm. to make mm -hmm. this a team yeah. that could work. I hope, uh, you know, I, I, everyone's been saying Abomination is going to be part of this team. I hope they don't do that, and I hope they make Everett Ross uh, the character. I I can't I can't remember. Mar I think Martin Freeman's playing that mm -hmm. character. He was in Black Panther as well. Um, mm -hmm. I hope they make him Red Hulk. 
Ooh, that'd be nice. That would, that would be interesting because I don't want to really see Abomination cool. in this team. I, I want to see the Thunderbolt, the, the Thunderbolts with the Red Hulk. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, uh, Everett Ross stay rehabilitated. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Namaste with, with his um <laughs> with his soulmates. <laughs> with his eight soulmates, yeah, I love that. His pen pals. <laughs> but yeah, guys, do you guys have any anything else to add to the story before we move no. on? All right, so story number three, our last story before our main topic. Uh, something interesting happened uh, almost just before we recorded this episode. Uh, a bunch of castings were leaked on Twitter by Ed Kennedy uh, from TalkSport. Uh, he mentioned the following names. John Boyega, Henry Cavill, Jody Comer, Daisy Edgar-Jones, John Krasinski, John Carlo Esposito, and Denzel Washington. And he also said these characters will be making uh, some sort of appearance in the MCU in Phase 5. Uh, so I'm curious, like... He, um, Emmett Kennedy, he he's a sports journalist. He's he's more active in that industry. But I'm curious how he got this. But a lot of uh, uh, reputable insiders like Daniel RPK, um, a big screen leaks, they've retweeted his stuff. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think about the this casting in particular? And if you could pick one name from here to play a character you would like to see in Phase 5, who would it be? Look, I'm just going to jump on the internet like <laughs> everybody else. Give me Doom. I want Mr. Esposito to play Doom. Ooh. <laughs> that would be the cool. Like when I first heard about it, I think it took me a little bit to mull it over. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. I've had my own thoughts about it. And then the more I've marinated, I'm like, no, that's perfect. <laughs> that's incredibly perfect. Because one, I want to see him kind of be like a more light-ish oh, yeah. character beforehand. But then afterwards, when he actually gets corrupted and he starts to turn into Doom and just be right. And they, I want him to keep the same exact thing too. I want him to run a country. I want him to just be ruthless. I want him to have a God complex because he needs to have it and just take that. And then, you know, we have that cold calculating um, character that you've seen in, you know, Breaking Bad. You've seen in The Boys, which is all fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's just chilling. The the show, uh, I can talk about The Boys for like three hours. Like that show is crazy. (laughs) But yeah, bring him in. You give him doom and just let him do his thing. It'd be incredible. Um, Nick, what about you? Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. I like something that I've been thinking about for a while since I since I picked that out is Henry Cavill and how he's going to fit into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest. Like, I most of the MCU characters that I you know that are in my wheelhouse that I'm very you know reminiscent of, I think would be really you know it'd be really interesting to see you know who they're going to pick here. I, I really love that pull of Giancarlo Esposito as the new Doom. Um, I'm assuming that either Daisy, uh, that that Daisy Edgar Jones or, or Jodie Cormer are, are going to be Mrs. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Is what I'd imagine they'd be one of the two for for mm-hmm. the new Fantastic Four title that's coming up. I think that would be really really interesting. Have they announced the casting for Craven the Hunter? Yeah, it's Aaron Taylor Johnson, the guy who played Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Quicksilver, I think that. <laughs> that we're going to start seeing a lot more X-Men casting coming up here for a lot of X-Men oh, yeah. properties. Um, I am praying, I am praying they do not cast Henry Cavill as a Wolverine. That is not what Wolverine is supposed to be. <laughs> we need a five, we need a five foot five angry manlet to be Wolverine. Exactly. And that is the only thing I will accept. And I think Marvel is self-aware enough to know that is what we need. Um, they will let him keep the mustache this time though. Good. Yeah, they have to let him keep the <laughs> mustache. They have to, oh my god, that lip! It tortures me in my dreams. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I you know I'm I'm a little bit stumped here. Um, I think that something that would be really really cool is if John Boyega was cast as the Silver Surfer. Ooh, no, that's a nice. That's one. a good one. Yeah, that's a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, mm. <laughs> Sam, what about you? I mean, my my <clears throat> the fanboy war brain inside of me is saying, hope that Henry Cavill casting is true, so then DC fans can just get pummeled once more into the yes. ground. It's so <laughs> sad, but it's true. Um, I think a lot of people are saying Hyperion. Oh yes. Um, Mm-hmm. I I I I don't think they do it. I think he would be a good Hyperion. Mm-hmm. I just think it's too aggressive for Marvel right. to do that. To be mm-hmm. oh, he was your Superman. Well, now he's our Superman. Twist <laughs> <laughs> the knife. Can you imagine yeah. twisting the knife like that? Oh, um, I I have to I have to acknowledge my ignorance here. Who is Hyperion in the MC in the in the Marvel lore? Evil Superman Marvel yeah. version. Yeah, okay. Marvel. So just that. Okay, Ar- no, 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 I wouldn't say evil. Like arrogant Superman, maybe. Okay. The M- uh, in bus kind of like what they're setting Black Adam up to be, where yeah, like he can do good stuff, but he's typically more inclined to be narcissistic Selfish. and yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think realistically, I would wager he's like Captain Britain or something. Mm-hmm. One because he's British, um, and two like. I don't think that they will want Henry Cavill to be a mainstay because I think that even if whatever character he's playing in the MCU is, even if it's like excellent, one of the best castings ever, he's a fan favorite. I still think that they want to avoid the potential baggage that comes with bringing Henry Cavill into the MCU. So I think that they will have him for maybe like one or two films, maybe a show as well. Mm -hmm. um, And then let him go. Uh, So Captain Britain is kind of that, type of character right for me well here's a question for you guys and i'm I'm sorry i didn't want to interrupt you Amon, but something that i've been wondering about and will and i have gone back and forth on this is that some of my favorite comics that are in like the ultimate timeline um that occur like in like the galactic like era of the mcu uh or rather the, the marvel comic ultimate run um was when adam warlock was working with nova and we've talked back and forth about like Nova and like what that means to that, that kind of like galactic universe and how they kind of took all of the elements of Nova and just made um, Captain Marvel. And Will's, Will's opinion is that we are never going to get a Nova ever again. But I mean, my question is that it's just the helmet, right? The helmet is what makes Nova. And if like, and obviously it's Xandar, right? It's Xandar who created the Nova Corps and a lot of those died during the attack in, the, in that first um in the in the very first Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy movie, right. but I think uh, having having a new having a new like Nova would be so cool. Whether or not it's a it's a man or woman, whoever it is, I think that would be probably one of my most favorite things because they are have an incredible incredible timeline. And then like obviously like if things come back around and you get more Ultron stuff later on in the future, that would be incredible. I think you'll like my next pick because I was yeah. going to go for John Boyega as Richard Ryder Nova. Richard Ryder? Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I read your thoughts. I read your mind. Same brain. Yeah. Same brain. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's something about um, John Boyega uh, and Richard Ryder. So, sort of, they're sort of very calculated people, but also sort of hot headed. They make impulsive decisions at times. And uh, I think John Boyega can really pull that off. Um, I also want to mention another one Henry Cavill. Um, I think he could make a great, not Wolverine, but another X-Men, and that is Cyclops. 
Um, hmm. He could potentially really? be a team lead. You know, I I was against that at first. I wanted Tom Hopper to be Cyclops, Cyclops the guy from Umbrella Academy. Um, but um, the more I think about it, the more I it could make sense. You know, he has that so he has that Cyclops look. Uh, you can get that Cyclops hair. You know, that swirl over there, similar to Superman. And uh, you know, he he has sort he can, I think he can. Uh, uh, he, Henry Cavill has the acting ability to be to play a leader. Uh, so yeah, I would like to see that. But um, my main one here would be um, uh, Denzel Washington as Magneto. Oh, I know. Interesting. There are rumors that they're planning to race swap both uh, Magneto and Professor X with John Carlos Pacito playing Professor X. And uh, there were rumors a long time ago, Denzel Washington playing Magneto. Um, I think that would make sense because in the comics, Magneto is Jewish. Um, uh, you know, his history with the Holocaust and all of that. But um, that wouldn't really translate as well into the MCU because obviously Magneto would probably have to be hundreds of years old for that for for that sort of storyline to take place. So um, there were there was a fan theory that it might be based on the incident in Rwanda, uh, and mm-hmm. I think that I think that's a really solid theory. And uh, mm-hmm. if they decided to race swap, you know, Magneto, I think that would be a really good way of going about it. And yeah, if Denzel Washington is Magneto, I can already see that happening. You know, his commanding voice, he can easily pull that off. You know, leader of the Brotherhood of Mutants. And uh, also John Carlo Esposito as uh, Professor X. Um, I think people are sleeping on that one. I've seen a lot I, of people criticize that. But I, 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 he's just, he's such a good bad guy. I don't know if that's what people want from John Carlo, you know? But Professor X isn't a good guy either, you know? Like in, the, <laughs> in the comics, he's that very, very true. He'll, yeah, he'll do anything, uh, he'll do whatever it takes for mutants, you know? Even if it's the worst thing ever, he'll do it for the sake of mutant kind, you know? The man and, raised uh, the child true. soldiers. Exactly. <laughs> when you're right, you're you know, right. Uh, you know? kids, <laughs> think about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> manipulating kids, brainwashing the human population, all of that. Yeah, I think yeah. something about Giancarlo Esposito's commanding voice, you know, the subtle intensity he brings when he speaks, I think it perfectly pulled that off. You know, imagine his voice echoing through the cerebro, through to to all mutant kind. That that just God, gives me goosebumps. Those are, those are some good picks. Yeah. Those are some real good picks. Yeah, that gives me goosebumps. But yeah, guys, anything else you want to add to this new story before we Move on. I just wanted to say, yeah. Sam, um, when you were talking about Henry Cavill, I'm interested in thinking how you'd feel since you said you know you are pretty heavy into the comics and everything. How about they bring in him as Sentry? So it'd be Henry Cavill as Sentry, and mm. then maybe later on down the line, because we already kind of see what Hulk is doing. You know, he's potentially mm. going back to the car. Maybe if he comes back, they're going to have to get a little Duke out. Uh-huh. So that'd be very interesting. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> and I think I think that not necessarily fully escapes the whole Superman trap thing, but maybe less so than Hyperion would. Yeah, it's definitely a less direct connection. To yeah, Superman. exactly. I'm into it. I'm looking this guy up right now. What he oh, <laughs> oh, we'll talk about it later. Sentry's awesome. Yeah. Sentry's incredible. I mean, it could also sort of play into the multiverse sort of thing, right? Because um, I, I think in the comics, it was something like Sentry was from another universe or something, and his universe was destroyed, so he came over to our mainline universe. And... Uh, you know, they could sort of tie in that uh, the multiverse saga we're going for right now. Uh, but that's, we got to wait and see. Uh, but yeah, guys, do should we move on yeah, to our main topic tonight? Let's go. The E23 predictions. Um, so yeah, guys, I think uh, <clears throat> uh, for those of you who are unaware, we will be live reacting for to the Marvel and Star Wars panel that is happening uh, next week at uh, 10 a.m. PT. Uh, you can watch it here at youtube.com slash save the game media or on our Twitch channel. Make sure to come and hang out with us uh, in the chat. 
for that one. And uh, the link to the stream will be in the description below. So, guys, uh, let's start with Star Wars, all right? I want three predictions from each of you. What do you guys think? Um, <clears throat> what, what, what Star Wars announcement are you expecting here at D23? I'm going to start with our guest from Friday Night Gamercast. Nick, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying that there is a very very high probability that none of my suggestions oh, yeah. are ever gonna take place. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that that being said, something that I would love I would love to see, and something that I've talked about Will for a long time, is that you know the the rule about film is that if a character doesn't die on screen, mm -hmm. they're not dead, right? Right. Um, something that I would absolutely love, and this would also feed oh, into I, my, I can see where you're going. It would it would feed into my my prequel brain is uh, having a Mace Windu show. If we yeah, had a, we had a Star go, Wars yeah. Disney, and I don't, and I don't know if there have been rumors about it or anything. I don't have my finger that closely on the pulse of it, um, but I think, but I know for a fact that obviously Sam Jackson has a great relationship with you know Disney Marvel already, and I think it would be an easy time to just walk him from one studio to the next and have him <laughs> appear in a show and just you know do the casting for maybe a couple of weekends and or, or some filming for a couple of weekends, and I think it would be incredible because i think it would also show so much more of his character and like talk about like who mace windu actually is and how he's like kind of more of a gray jedi than people really give him credit for uh, especially from the the original you know the original uh, prequels right. so i think that that would be fantastic i don't know who else would show up in that show i think a lot of the pitfalls that we would have is that i mean we would have like a very old Mace Windu, obviously, but I think something that's interesting that is that the older that Sith get, the more powerful they get, and that it would be a cool thing to have him go through the similar struggle um, that the that the Jedi Master who was in Jedi Fallen Order went through, how she um, was using a lot of dark side of the Force while she was fighting against um, the Inquisitors, and she realized that she lost it, she snapped, and obviously she used too much, and she closed herself off from the Force. I think it would be a really cool thing to have Mace Windu go through that same journey, that same arc, and just have it just be an action-packed Jedi-centric show, which we haven't gotten yet. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's, that's a nice prediction. That's, that's so, what about you? So, for me, I'm going to keep it a little simple. Hopefully, start this will happen. Oh, yeah, but I say, start off a little bit simple. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love for it, and I feel like it's not a huge ask. I am a nut for the Clone Wars TV show. And while both are good, the specifically the you know more hand-drawn kind of Samurai Jack like style of the Clone Wars TV show. So what I really want is a time with Darth Vader from when he was, you know, made on Mustafar up until I guess, you know, we're seeing some of this stuff that happened in Obi-Wan Kenobi. So maybe give us those mm -hmm. like nine years or so span of him just going around in that fantastic art style, just wrecking jedis i just want him hunting people down and just going crazy i want that segment from the end of rogue one just as a TV oh wow show. <laughs> i just want him just brutalizing people for like 13 episodes it can have a through line it could be a flavor of the day or flavor of the week just like the mandalorian kind of is but either way i just want to see a nice animated darth vader just wrecking people and i would just right. be happy for that so like a darth vader rising Show, yes, sort of? yeah. I'd be a, I'd be 100% down with that. Yes. Yeah. That'd be cool. Hayden Christensen back to I mean, uh, back to voice. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be, be great. great. Yeah. Um Sam, what about you? I feel like I'm going to start relatively safe as well. Um I but I will throw a little curveball on the end of it to spice it up. Um I think we will get definitive casting announcement for 
um, Admiral Thrawn for Ooh. the Ahsoka show. Okay. Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest pops that they could have. Mm. Uh, we know he's coming. Obviously, it was alluded to in Mandalorian season two. Uh, that's what who Ahsoka was was chasing down. Um, and I think uh, everybody's saying it, but it's just because it is a perfect casting. Um, I I think it will be Jason Isaacs. Um, uh, for people who don't know, that's uh, Lucius Malfoy's father from Harry Potter. Um, yeah, so good. That's good. I I just think that is such a slam dunk. It's a win, no matter which way you spin it. He's a great actor. He he can look the part. If you look up any fan art of it, it's just it looks perfect. Um, I think that's going to be the thing. And then I will throw out that we'll probably get Ezra as well. Um, who don't know. Uh, could be anyone. Um, I, I'm blanking on the actor's name. Um, the the lead who played Aladdin in, in the live Man action film. Man of Steel, that's yeah. him. Okay. He, he, I think he is in the running, um, but I don't think it's definitive whether he got it yet. Uh, but if that is the case, then that will likely be announced as well. Yeah. For me, I, I've gone way safer than you guys. Like, you guys went all out. But uh, my first one is we will get a full plot description of the Acolyte. And uh, this show will bring back a lot of legends, Star Wars legend storylines, back to canon. You know, the old Republic stuff with Revan mm -hmm. and the Darth Bane stuff and all that. That's going to come back into canon through this show. Because it's sort of, you know, like a... Uh, it's it's sort of like a deconstruction of Sith through the years, as what it's been described so far. So I, I'd love to see you know Darth Revan in live action. Who wouldn't Who wouldn't love to see that? But uh, but yeah. Uh, Who's your cast for Darth Revan? Pardon? Who's your cast for Darth Revan? Ooh, that's that's a hard one. Keanu Reeves. You gotta be Keanu Reeves. It's gotta Keanu Reeves. Be. Yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, back to you, Nick. What what what's your second Star Wars prediction? Okay. Um. <laughs> You guys are going to like this um, because of how, how horribly unhinged it is. I read a comic um, back when I was like eight or nine, and I'm pretty sure that this is – it is pre-Marvel before Marvel, you know, started making the comics. Even I, I think Marvel made Star Wars comics for quite some time. They would like buy temporary licensing rights, but before even they, they bought the actual um, Lucasfilm Studios – uh, this was a, I, 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 I'm struggling to find it. I researched this before the show to see if I could find the title of this comic, but it, the setting took place during the old Republic, like way, way, way back during the old Republic. Um, like, you know, thousands of years when, um, the Sith and the Jedi were numbered like in the thousands. And it's this incredible novel that's about these two siblings, um, that pick up a Sith holocron and learn about like the Sith, like arts through the holocom but they don't they don't commit acts of like pure evil beginning in the end to start off with and it's also about it actually like the the entire like series it's like a three three graphic novel series and it like details the arcs of like several jedi um that were part of like the order of the jedi but they're also like exiled because you know they were working with masters that were very very strict and puritan and kind of the practitioner of like the Jedi arts. So I, I'm really sad that I can't find the name of this comic. Um, I'm probably gonna do some deep dive Wikipedia research to see if I can figure it out at one point, but something that's like really, really cool. And it, this is this does, you know, bring back some Darth Revan uh, elements, a lot of like the, the Knights of the Old Republic like game references, but there's literally a scene at the very beginning of this comic run where um, there are these like, you know, these High Republic, you know, cruisers you know that are commanding and they're hunting down this one sith ship and this there's this old sith lord who kind of like the whole thing is about is about his 
um, the secrets and the, the different artifacts that he left behind following his death. But this dude was so powerful that this ship flew through the sun with this whole armada like chasing him. Um, and he flew through this dual star and literally used the force to like cause compress the two stars together into one sun against this army that was around. So he's incredibly powerful. And obviously he was like lost to time because he just, his power consumed in the end. But it's just this really, really fascinating like deep dive and take in terms of like what the force means and playing with like that whole balance of um, this one Jedi Knight who starts using the dark arts and actually goes full blown Sith and kind of his descent into madness with that. There are a lot, a lot of elements that were, that were in there. I actually got this comic at Books A Million. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Books A Million, but this is an old chain that I basically got, you know, beat out by uh, Barnes and Noble. That's what I would want. Um, this is a terrible prediction because it's not going to happen. Um, so I apologize. I apologize for, for not doing that. But uh, yeah, that's something that I would I would definitely like to see is that they give us a High Republic or an Old Republic show. Um, I know that there has been like confirmed rumors of them working on that and then working outside of the timeline of the Skywalker saga to give us like you know right. stories way back in the day. But that's that's what I want. Yeah, that's yeah, dude. You got to give me the name of that comic book after the yeah, show. It's, I will. It sounds awesome. I'm it's it, yeah, it sounds really good. But uh, yeah, back to you, Will. Well, what's right, time? What's time to step a little bit more out of the realm of reason, but not <laughs> super super far. So <clears throat> we know Mando season three. I think it's done. So it should be coming mm -hmm. pretty shortly. Yeah. Um, obviously we don't know a whole lot about it. But for me, I it's not so much a prediction because they're not going to say it. But I want the overall storyline. To be normal how it's been going, but at the end of season three, I want Mando to bite the bucket. Maybe he sacrifices Ooh. himself in a great way. You know, maybe something just kind of out of left field happens, but poor Mando passes. And then we get a nice little time skip to show the stinger at the end, an adult Grogu rocking some Mandalorian armor in the dark saber. And then there'll be like Man <laughs> Mandalorian season four with Grogu. And I'd be like, he takes on the mantle of, of Mando. And that's I'd be like, incredible. that'd be awesome. It's not going to happen outside of the yeah. realm of reason. Yeah, I, I, doubt, I highly doubt that's happening. <laughs> but uh, it will be super cool to see Mando, Grogu in a Mando mask. You know, short little Grogu, Mando mask, dark saber, absolutely yeah. slaying it. But yeah, that'll be, that'll be super cool. Um, but Sam, what about you? <sighs> do I want to do it? Do I want to do it? Yes. Both the defense. Yes. Yeah. Do yeah, it. You have to. Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan season two. Mm, and it is it is going to be a buddy, not not buddy cop, but that's the only way I can describe it in terms of it's a duo team up. Um, it was rumored for the first season, but I think that they will go for it with a second season. And I think it will get a second season. They're going to bring in Cal Kestis. That was my Ooh. prediction. That was Ooh. my last one. Oh, God, you stole it. I want to play Cal Kestis. It's me. It's literally me. That's, that's who I am. Yeah. Oh, God. I really wanted – that was my prediction. But, yeah, Cal Kestis coming back – coming into live action, that would be super cool. Especially because I think the, games are set, the game is set around the same time as a TV show. Mm -hmm. that, that would be really cool, yeah. You think that the um, same actor from the game come back and play him? Oh, yeah. In so, the sure, show? yeah. Sure. Cameron awesome. Monaghan, yeah. yeah. And something I'll throw in as well. Just, you know, because we're, we're here, we might as well go for it. I think also because we got a, a, a tiny, tiny little taste of it in the first season. I want them to at least have one episode, one full episode of season two that is dedicated in Clone Wars. 
I want both yeah. Obi-Wan and Anakin to be in their Clone Wars armor. I want them to be fighting alongside clone troopers. I don't care where. I just maybe maybe chuck in a little Asajj Ventress there, maybe. Oh, yeah. Like that. Let's get a live Asajj, action yeah. Asajj. Mm-hmm. Just saying. They could absolutely do it. And honestly, with everything that Dave Filoni, all of the like the focus that has been on Dave Filoni's work coming up, and of course Ahsoka, that it could easily be a shoe. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Asajj in the Ahsoka series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right, guys. Are you ready for mine? Uh, this go. is never happening in a million years. But uh, I want a Star Wars Game of Thrones-like TV show about the Old Republic, focusing on Darth Revan, Darth Malak, and the, you know the whole Mandalorian war, starting all the way from there, ending uh, at the death of Revan. I want the storyline so bad, and I want this to be sort of like a Game of Thrones type of Star Wars TV show, you know, because like the Old Republic is basically medieval Star Wars. So I think this would this would slap. This was so slap back, back when like the Sith before the rule of two. And yeah, yeah. Before the rule of two, throughout yeah. the universe, mm-hmm. like an empire. Yeah, of yeah. course. Before, before yeah. Darth Bane. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mandalorian be... fighting Jedi would be amazing. Live yes, right. Yes, I'd love that. You know the whole the, the whole story arc of Revan. You know him so uh, starting out as a Jedi, going back to the Sith, and going back to the Jedi, and you know then him splitting into two different people. I really want to see that in live action. I think, and I think it would make for a great story. But yeah. yeah, back to you, Nick. Um, what's your third and final spiciest prediction? Okay, so this is a little bit of a two-parter. Um, my 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 non-spicy prediction is that at one of these series, um, it's going to be announced that they have casted Ezra Bridger, um, and he's going to show up as an adult in one of these shows, or as like a young man, mm-hmm. uh, basically because of the timeline and, and what's going on. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw an Ezra Bridger in Mandalorian season three. So that's a that's a potential prediction that may or may not happen. I don't know, we'll see. I feel like it's a shoo-in at this point. I feel like there have been whispers about Ezra uh, coming forward and I think that it would make sense, especially because of the timeline and and where you know Kathleen Kennedy is trying to take the direction for these different Star Wars shows, that would make sense. That being said, my spiciest prediction, this is a little extra bonus content for you, is um, I think that we're going to get an animated series uh, that's produced by Trigger that is about the Sith Hunter from season one of Star Wars Visions. It's just the entire. Oh, that'd be awesome. Whoa. <laughs> that first episode. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> that would be. That. That would be a next, uh, not, uh, well, uh, anyways, but uh, uh, back to you, Will. All right. So I guess this one is not a two-parter. It's more of a would you either or. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to ask, I'm going to ask you, Aman. I'm going to let you be the, the one to choose. Do you want Ooh. the silly take or do you want the silliest take? Silliest, please. The silliest? All yeah. right. Of course. For, for that one. <laughs> I'm thinking Jar Jar is getting his own TV show. No! <laughs> no. <laughs> I need the Jar Jar TV show. I want to show his rise to wow. become the Darth Lord we all know that he is. He is. So, yes. Is. Dude, I'm telling you. Canonically it's the most so obvious. character in Star Wars. Yeah, it's so obvious. They're going to do it at one point. I can 100% to. see them do doing it. Do it for the it. meme. Do it for the it's meme. Not even, it's not even. It's not even silly at this point. It's like something <laughs> they're actively going to do. Like I'm genuinely convinced. Like everyone keeps talking about it just for fan service, they're gonna do it at one point. You know, yeah. the acolyte when you know we're just going to the archive of all the Sith Lords. It's Darth gonna show Jar Jar, yes. Darth Bane, Darth oh, that'd be Vegas, awesome. Darth Jar Jar Binks. He's he's not actually Bane. acting silly, he's just mind tricking everyone yeah. around him. They think he's exactly. silly. <laughs> yeah. he, he was doing some field research. 
Oh, I love yeah, how we're just we're retconning all of George Lucas's work for him to make gotcha. it somewhat palatable. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but Sam, back to you. What's your third and final prediction? <sighs> okay, I'm going to say that because technically Rogue Squadron is meant to be the next film, right? But I, I'm not even sure that's happening. Um, um, I think that they are going to unveil whatever Taika Waititi's Star Wars film is going to be. Um, yeah. I'm going to wager that it is um, focused around a kind of ragtag group of bounty hunters. Um, and I'm going to say that they the, the overall goal of the film is to try and capture some ridiculous target because that's where the comedy has to come in, where yeah. there is like legitimately no chance that they're going to capture this person so i don't know who who maybe it's darth jar jar we're going to say that <laughs> Dude, i'm darth telling you taiko tv is going to do that i'm That'd telling you taiko awesome. tv is going to do that, that. I, I agree yeah that, he's the only one who can pull that off if, if that was to ever happen but yeah solid saying. solid prediction uh from well mine's not as spicy um but i'm gonna go ahead and say this is where they announced the next Star Wars, the next big Star Wars trilogy of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who's going to direct it. I don't know what's it go- what's it going to be about, but they're going to say, "Oh, the next trilogy is happening, guys." I don't want Stay that. Tuned. <laughs> can we not? Can we, can we just no. not? Can we just? Can we just stick to anthological content? I feel like that works so much better, especially in context of like we don't have to get bogged down. It's like this is the biggest problem. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to catch you off the but okay. like this is my biggest problem about the direction that Kathleen Kennedy and all of the you know executive team over at mm-hmm. Star Wars, uh, what they're doing with the show right now is that I feel like they want to try stuff. They want to try different stuff. They want to do better. I know they recognize that the content is not where it needs to be at mm-hmm. um, in terms of to, to fulfill you know what the fans are requesting. They just haven't hit the formula the way that MCU has already hit it. And I don't think they ever will because they don't have a Kevin Feige. Um, I, I think that part of the problem is that like Star Wars consumes itself because of how much there is of it now. Right. And the problem is, is that like when you do that, it's it, 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 none of it really does have a guiding hand, uh, a narrative arc. There, there are so many rules that you have to break to be like, okay, I guess that happened. And I feel like it's so much easier to do that when maybe like you'll pull people in, you know, and you'll you'll have a canon timeline in the universe. But it just makes so much more sense to just like wait five years and release one movie here or there. I feel like. I miss the days of there being like a scarcity of Star Wars and it just being those three movies and then six movies for so long uh, before they make this prequel trilogy. And so that's, that's my rant about that. So I, I don't know. <laughs> so would you, would you like prefer, uh, prefer them to make, take like the MCU route of things, having like a phase, you know, more individual stories and them sort of leading into one big event? Yeah, but not as uh, not as often as the MCU releases right. films. I feel okay. like part of the MCU, I mean, they weren't as frequent back in like 2012 or 2010, right. you know, when they, you know, started gearing up and, and uh, you know, obviously Robert Downey was, you know, leading the charge into, you know, all of the MCU territory. Right. But I feel like to a certain degree, it just, it makes more sense where it's like, if you, you come out with one movie, 
It's put a lot of money into it. You make all of that money back. You wait five years, make fans get hungry for more Star Wars content, um, and then you drop a banger. And that gives that gives creators more time to play with interesting ideas and break outside of those you know tropes that we see again and again in some shows. I don't want to see Tatooine ever again. Please don't ever <laughs> fucking give me Tatooine in another show. I don't want it. So yeah. yeah. Wish granted. Here's Jakku. <laughs> uh, but yeah the, completely valid point there uh nick but yeah guys uh, anything else you guys want to add before we move on to the mcu I'm curious as well aman so with your prediction for the trilogy being in- introduced do mm-hmm. you have a specific director director or group of directors that you would be interested in being a part of mm. i don't i don't have a director or a group of directors but if I had to pick one. I it had to be John Favreau, wouldn't it? Okay. John Favreau, Dave Filoni leading the charge for the like next, that. next, next trilogy. Yeah, because I mean, it's like Star Wars uh, wants to like back them up with their project, with their creativity, but they're like maybe they're not, but they're not putting all their eggs in one basket. But mm-hmm. I think they should do that, like what Marvel did with Kevin Feige. You know, here's everything you need. Make give us a movie universe. They should do the same thing with Favreau and Dave Filoni because I think they can do great stuff I if like they're combo. backed properly. You know who else I'd like to? Um, of course, old girl. I can't remember her name off the top of my head now, but she's <clears throat> doing bangers as far as those Mandalorian episodes. Oh, Bryce uh, Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, Bryce imagine Dallas her Howard, like yeah. helming a trilogy. Yeah, we'd we'll be in. That it. would be It'd great. Be that would be dope. But yeah, guys, I think it's time we move on to the Marvel predictions. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna jump to <clears throat> uh, Nick first again. Uh, what's your first Marvel prediction, man? I'm first with all of them. I'm so excited. Yeah. So the the MCU prediction that I want to have, and I think this is a really easy one. I feel like this is just like kind of like a shoe in um, that I feel like is a very very believable thing that we could see at the D23 announcements mm-hmm. is a World War Hulk announcement. I oh, yeah. obviously the most recent episode. Spoiler alerts if you haven't caught gotten caught up with She Hulk, but obviously Bruce Banner is in She Hulk. You see that in the promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the more interesting things is that Bruce that we just realized that Bruce Banner is now off world. And there was that ship that kind of looked like a Chitari ship. Chitari and yeah, yeah. Grandmaster so, ship, yeah. Yeah. So um he's gonna be in outer space and he's gonna get wrapped up in some Chitari stuff is is what you can imagine. And I feel like he is well on the way to being trapped on that planet. And I, that, so World War Hulk is probably one of my most favorite, favorite comic runs that I don't know if it even is technically in the ultimatum timeline, uh, but I think it's one of the coolest concepts of having like Hulk be like just him versus everybody. And we've gotten Hulk versus the MCU before, obviously, you know, uh, Age of Ultron, I think it was when they took out the Hulkbuster suit. Oh yeah. Uh, but I genuinely think that now we don't have a Tony Stark to sit there and then plan ahead. I feel like, you know, this current earth of MCU, people are getting a little relaxed. People kind of are like, oh, we defeated Thanos. We don't have to worry about anybody. No, you have to worry, no, you gotta about, worry about your own. Uh, I idea. want mm-hmm. him to come back and I I want him to be angry and just blinded by rage. And I want him to start systematically taking out um, older Avengers. And I think that would be the coolest way to bring back some of the old Avengers, um, you know, from, from the main core timeline and have him just decimate them with all of the, all of the troops that come from the planet. I'm struggling to remember the planet that they were on. Um, when he fights but yeah he just having that gladiatorial arena oh, style yeah. hulk so cool and kind of having him struggle like maintaining the smart hulk and letting like the hulk rage come out i think it'd be cool i don't know maybe if they will do it because they already kind of did it in ragnarok so i don't yeah. know if they'd be willing to go back that soon and have him do the same things maybe they do it differently i'm not sure what you guys think 
Yeah. Uh, so spoilers. Uh, we're gonna go just for our viewers. We're gonna dive deep into the episode three specifically of uh, She-Hulk. Have you, you you guys have watched it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we know in that episode, someone's trying to steal She-Hulk's blood, right? Yep. Yeah. I think someone's trying to make more Hulk clones, and mm-hmm. that's gonna be this Hulk. World War Hulk storyline, mm-hmm. bunch of different Hulks. You know, we probably get like the Absorbing Man, Blue Hulk, Red Hulk, awesome. Gray Hulk, Man, yeah, Gray Hulk. All, all I those. Love Gray Hulk. I'd love Mister exactly. Fix It. Yo, let's exactly. go. <laughs> yeah, get all those things, and that would be World War Hulk. You know, these would be, I would say, the out of control, angry Hulks, and Bruce Banner has to sort of stop them or something. I don't that know. That's that, that's what's going on in my mind. But I think that some someone's trying to take the blood uh, blood sample, the Hulk blood samples. I think that's sort of the catalyst that will activate this chain of events um, leading to World War Hulk. That's just my guess. That was my that's the first thing I caught from I like episode that. three. That was my biggest takeaway from that. But and yeah. I would I would wager that the reason that uh, Hulk is going back to Sakaar is that they are gonna retcon or should I say change how um, Hulkling's origins. Um, mm-hmm. Hulkling in the comics is is a Cree and Scroll hybrid. Right. Oh, I think that in the MCU they are going to make Hulkling legitimately Hulk's son. Um, so I think that he got you know he was summoned by that ship. He's going back there to meet his son, um, and then the both of them will come back as the man said, probably to more Hulks than they left. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably where it's going to go. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's what like the She-Hulk TV show could end on. Oh, there's a ton of Hulks running around. I think but, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be Hulks either. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, it, it, I know. It could just be like superpowers again, you know, absorbing man. <laughs> uh, maybe that's how... Never mind. That's absolutely ridiculous. I was going to say that's how fan- the, thing, the thing from Fantastic Four gets his powers, but I just realized how stupid that sounded. But um, <laughs> Anything is possible in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, anything. anything. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, guys... Um, on to Will. What's your uh, what's your first prediction, Will? All right. So this one, I think I'm going to try to continue the same deal, go from least silly to most silly. We know a little bit from here from teasers, not really a spoiler because it's in the teasers, that we're going to see Daredevil in that sick, sick suit sometime in the She-Hulk show. So I'm just waiting for that to happen. I'm, I'm on with bated breath. But with them having, you know, those Fox characters come back in, or the Netflix specifically characters come back in, or have the potential at least to come back in, I'm thinking in Echoes, which has been announced, and I think they're—I don't know if they're fully fully finished with it. Or they're waiting to drop yeah, it. Yeah, what the wrapped. overall? Okay, so yeah. it's completely wrapped. I'm thinking we're going to get a chance there as well, since I'm, I'm assuming they're staying in New York. I'm not 100% sure, but we're able to see a couple of other reintroductions. So maybe we'll get like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage popping up as like either cameos or just reintroduced in some way for the Echo show. So if we get an Echoes trailer during D23, I expect maybe a little bit of black hair. A nice little yellow shirt, something like that. Awesome. Pop up. That would be so hype. I love that. Sam, what about you? I'll go with my safest one, and I, I, I'm so scared that one of my spicier ones is going to get taken. But I'll go with the safe one. Um, I think we'll get official confirmation of. I mean, it's already been confirmed, but official announcement and slating for Wonder Man, um, mm-hmm. and. I mean, again, a lot of people have been saying it, but I'm going to reiterate it because I think it's great casting. Um, I would hope that Henry Golding is going to get it. Um, I think he deserves a break. You know, he he's tried many times. 
uh, Crazy Rich Asians, and he did Snake Eyes, and I think he oh, was yeah. great in Snake Eyes. Was um, Snake Eyes a good film, though? No. Okay. <laughs> he was good in it. He was good in it. Okay, got it. Um, so I think that this would be like an excellent thing for him. He can do the comedy. He can do the action. Um, and I think that I think they will want to skew for an Asian actor for, for Wonder Man, um, particularly because uh, Destin Daniel Crenton is executive producing. Um, so I think that he he is really sort of strong arming, making sure that there is mu as much representation for the Asian community as possible. Um, and I think that Wonder Man is is a great way to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Uh, my pick for my first uh, prediction is that we will officially get a Nova film announced for Phase Six. Um, but, pro but before the Nova film, uh, Noah will appear in another MCU project before getting his own movie. Uh, whether that be his own TV show or the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, we don't know. But he will have his own movie for Phase Six. That's my prediction. Hmm. The writer pops up in Guardians of the Galaxy season, yeah. uh, episode three. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be nuts. <laughs> that'd be really nuts. Uh, yeah, back to you, Nick. Okay. Um, so this is going to go back to the predictions that we were talking about um, for the fan cat, more of the castings that they've confirmed for us. Um, obviously, we know that Adam Warlock He's getting his own movie. Is that correct? Okay. So um, it's, it's, I don't think that I've heard. No, 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 I don't think he's. I think he's just. He's, he's in just in Guardians. Guardians yeah. He's just in Guardians. Okay. Okay. So I apologize. I, I thought maybe that there was rumors of an Adam Warlock exclusive project that they were working on. However, I would love a Disney Plus show that is set in the galactic era and it's focused on silver surfer and my hope personal hope is john boyega acts as a silver surfer and it's about john boyega gathering people to deal with galactus um or alternatively him just doing exactly what he did in the ultimate timeline and acting as the herald for the galactus before he kind of snaps back and realizes uh, maybe this is not as good as a thing that I thought it was, and he works with maybe Nova and Adam Warlock to kind of fight back. And I think that would be really cool. I don't know how they would do Galactus. I mean, we've got like we've gotten hints on how Marvel is handling um, everything uh, in terms of kind of more that that celestial uh, stuff right. that they had in the most mm -hmm. recent movie that you know, that we got from them. So I, I think that it, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know how they can do Galactus with it without it being goofy. Um, obviously we know that Kang is going to be the focus. So I don't know if they would want to have two like big, huge ultimate Marvel baddies in this like phase timeline, but I also don't know how heavily like centric they're going to be on Kang as being like the next Thanos, you know? Right. So I think as long I, as Galactus I, isn't a cloud, they can't go wrong. <laughs> as long as he's exactly, not a cloud. exactly, yeah, you can't go wrong with it. Any God, those movies need to be that. I feel like those are embarrassing college films that like the people in the film studies like made that they got like high budget actors to do, and it's just like oh, it doesn't deserve to actually be real, but it is somehow. So we've come so far. We've just come so far, guys. I see. I like that theory, but I don't think we're gonna see Galactus just yet. I think that's. Phase six and beyond. Be but one storyline, but one storyline I would love to see Adam Warlock Nova tackle is Annihilation from the comics. Mm -hmm. Annihilus. That's a character we, the MCU hasn't touched yet. And that sort of happened around the same time as Civil War. So Annihilus was basically going around calc uh, like conquering planets and uh, Nova and all the cosmic Marvel superheroes were dealing with this while everyone on Earth was dealing with Civil, Civil War. War. <laughs> yeah. So it could be something like everyone on Earth is dealing with World War Hulk. And uh, 
the cosmic heroes are dealing with annihilus you know hmm, that, sure. could be some, sure. that could I be like something that. uh that's just the way i see it but uh but yeah solid prediction back to you all right so for this one i feel like this is not going to happen but it's not once again outside of the realm of possibility um you know we're getting what if season two i don't think they have as far as what all of those episodes are or maybe they have like a couple of like predictions but nothing mm-hmm. solid or concrete so if not season two then hopefully season three if they do get one i want them to do a what if of the fantastic four and i want chris evans back to voice johnny storm <laughs> <That'd be laughs> I, I would just love that'd be awesome that would be so cool oh god the face model as well chris evans. yeah yep it just has a nice little chris evans you know, you know there voice, there have been rumors be awesome. chris evans is going to return to the mcu but he's not returning as captain america he's coming back as human torch as his human torch yeah. that'd be great yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just bring him back yeah. in <laughs> john krasinski is mr fantastic and uh chris evans is human torch <laughs> uh but yeah man back to you sam okay so we know destin daniel Crenton is directing Avengers Kang Dynasty. I think they will announce who is directing Secret Wars. Mm. And I think it's going to be one of two people. I think it is either. And I'm going to be as vague as possible um, for certain reasons. I think Ryan Coogler is likely, if rumors are to be believed, of certain things i'll leave it there if you know you know um or and something that i I feel might be more poetic um and a bit of a curveball would be john favreau um he he started the mcu and i think that you know secret wars isn't going to be the end of the mcu by any means there's going to be a whole new different mcu after that exactly Mm -hmm. i think that secret wars you really can't get much bigger than secret wars obviously you can have similarly scaled events but i think doing a full-on multi multiverse versus versus multiverse thing battle world whatever whatever you do with it mm-hmm. there's not really much further you could go than that yeah um so i think that having john favreau open the mcu and then bring it to a close if you will would be quite a nice sentiment yeah i think secret wars will sort of like reboot the mcu in a way like you know, in, in the comics, they combine the Ultimate Universe and the Normal Universe, mm-hmm. and then they—it's like a fresh start in the comics as well. It's a great starting point as well in the comics. So I think it's gonna—they're gonna sort of reset it, and the main focus won't be the Avengers. You're gonna be people like the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, X-Men. Yeah. These are gonna be at the front faces of the MCU, and uh, yeah, um, very interesting point there. John Favreau closing it. But my prediction, guys, um, this is sort of a spicy one, but uh, I think we will get. Um, an X-Men, an X-Men character. Um, no, we, I don't know who, but an X-Men character will get a Disney. Plus come on, TV. you got to bring this. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know the Wakanda TV show everyone's talking about? That's mm-hmm. fake. That's mm-hmm. a click. That's a placeholder for a Storm TV show. It's gonna Ooh. be the origin of Ooh. Storm. Uh, it's gonna be an origin of Storm. Um, maybe she's from Wakanda. Like maybe she's from Wakanda. You never maybe know. She's from Wakanda. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Um, Who's to say? Because in the comics, it's more like where she's from, people were treating her like a god. Mm-hmm. Um, her origin story. So I would love to see that. It doesn't have to be like a six episode. It could be like a three episode miniseries. But yeah, I, I really do think we're going to get a Storm-focused project before we get a full team of X-Men movie. I also think we're going to get a Cyclops sort of project, but not in Phase 6 later on. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. my prediction. That's my nice. number two prediction. Awesome. Back Fantastic. to you, Nick. 
Well, so my last one that I want to kind of dabble with or play around with is something that I would really, really love to see them announce. Um, and something that we've gotten hints already about, uh, especially considering all of the properties that are coming out. Uh, my, my, one of my safer takes was that we're going to get an X-Men, we're going to get an X-Men project revealed and it's going to be in the aesthetic of the ultimate X-Men storyline. Um, mm-hmm. except they're not going to have the, the romance and everything between, you know, Gene and, um, Logan. So because it's been done, we've been there. It's going to be focused on just the team and them being, you know, maybe younger kids learning how to fight again, but that's not going to be my prediction. I would say that something that I think would be really, really cool. And something that is also relatively likely, likely to happen is we, uh, get a midnight sun's announcement project Ooh, God. and it's going to have blade. Is going to have Kit Harrington as Black Knight, Ooh. and then we're going to have Moon Knight. Obviously, Oscar Isaac, and he's going to reprise Ghost Rider. his role. Ghost Rider. Um, and then we'll have Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider. But like, yes. And apparently, like Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze and Morbius are supposed to be in there. But I hope that they like are just ancillary characters that come in and leave. I just want those three, those three, and then maybe obviously we'll have uh, Doctor Strange in there, Strange, and kind yeah. of be like the be be like the um, the Magneto for that group. What what do you what do you think about this? Doctor Strange three Midnight Suns. <laughs> that would be incredible. Be really I would cool. love that. I would yeah. love that. How did you guys feel about this most recent Doctor Strange movie? I'm very curious. I wasn't a fan of it. Oh, sad. I love Raimi, so I mean, I I yeah, I, I, I love I love the directing style. It was more the writing for me. It was mm. more like um, it it didn't really do what it was set out to do. It wasn't really multiverse of madness. It was it wasn't. one different universe of madness. You know, I wasn't particularly a fan of how they treated some of the characters. Yeah. You know, um, like, um, okay, cool. Uh, if you want to kill them off, kill them off. But come on, give them a cooler fight scene, maybe. Mm. You know, Black Bull, you know, to, to, so they could truly show off their powers. I think it's just me, you know, um, disliking the Wanda stands on Twitter. Um, they're them being like, <laughs> Wanda's the most powerful character to ever exist. No, she's not. So at least, yeah, and that movie sort of gave the more ammunition, I would say. But mm. um, yeah, it'd be, uh, they were going to die, but like maybe give them a cooler fighter fight scene, you know? That would have been cool. But uh, yeah, I think it was like some of the dialogue was cringy. I, I thought it was a step down from the first Doctor Strange movie because that is one of my favorite um, MC movies of all time. It's such an yeah. under, like it's exactly. one of those like dark horse movies that people don't recognize yeah. as being good. But visually, the, the, the VFX that they had in that movie exactly. were second to none. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible, incredible job. Yeah. So I thought it was sort of a step down, but it, it, this was a sort of movie that was needed to like, you know, really introduce the concept of incursions, which is, you know, later going to set up secret wars and stuff. But yeah, I would, it was like a 6.5 out of 10. For me. Okay. Appreciate it. That's a very specific ranking. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, Amon, too. You jumped up with the uh, Ghost Rider. Who would you want in that Ghost Rider Midnight Sun? Do you want Johnny Blaze or Robbie Reyes? Oh, I think I would. God, this is hard. Robbie Reyes for sure, right? Robbie Reyes is the boy. That's my guy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe what, if they can, if they can get Nick Cage back, Johnny. Oh, no, 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 leave Dude, him. He's like, a monster. Him. The movies were bad. The Stop. movies were bad, but Stop. Nick Cage's Ghost Rider was good. Come on. <laughs> what are you talking Incorrect. about? Incorrect. Nick Cage is sort of probably like the worst actor that we've ever gotten out of Hollywood. Come on, that here like the sure. Joker. Come on. Come on. Nick, Nick Cage, underrated. Underrated. Oh, I love it. Um, I think he's appropriately rated. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Who, who are we on now? Who I think, said it's, me, I think it's me after yeah, Nick yeah, went right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So for this one, uh, no, no choice this time. I just got a nice one for you. I feel like it is crazy 
but it's not like crazy, crazy. If it was going to happen, I feel like it would happen around now-ish. Um, Deadpool 3 teaser trailer. So we're not getting oh, like a full yeah. thing, but it's going to pop up. Um, I would just like to see Ryan Reynolds come out in the suit, just walk out on stage unannounced. Maybe in the middle of someone else's panel, right? They're doing a panel for, <laughs> for Echoes or, or another show or movie. He walks up in the suit. Everyone's like, who is this random person in a Deadpool suit? And then he just like grabs the mic and he's like, Deadpool 3, uh, 2024, and just drops the mic and walks away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just wanting something goofy like that. I feel like that'd be really fun. Uh, Sam? Um, <clears throat> this is my last one, right? Yeah, it's the last one. You got to go go for the moon. It's got to be fantastic. Okay. Fantastic, you say. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take that bait. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that they announce that in phase six, there is a Young Avengers film um, that is likely, I could see it maybe coming in between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, but I think it will come just before. Kang Dynasty, and it's going to be, it's going to have all the characters that we've seen set up for the Young Avengers and people like Hulkling, I would imagine, maybe even Iron Lad if they get to it by that point, but mm-hmm. I would maybe hold off until after Kang Dynasty to bring him in, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be directed by Edgar Wright. Oh, I think he makes his MCU comeback. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. I think he, 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 he dives deep into the, the zany teenage comedy that he's quite well known for. Um, I, I will throw out another thing, cause, just because we talked about it at the top of the podcast. If it's not somebody like Edgar Wright who does zany comedy, um, I, I would like, just because of how well they did do on Miss Marvel and how slighted they were for Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Adelaide and Garfala. I think they deserve another shot somewhere. They did great with Miss Marvel, so bring them on and let yeah. them have more teenage young characters to play with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, um, I think Marvel's at a point where I don't think they're going to go for new directors. They're going to start looking from within, promote like promote, like Destin Daniel Crenshaw. He, he did Chang-Chi, now he's doing Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Matt Shackman, he did WandaVision, now he's planning, now he's most likely going to be doing Fantastic Four. I think the d- person who directed Hawkeye might move on to, you know, um, the Young Avengers movie. Um, I, I think it's going to be the pe- people from within where, um, who Kevin Feige is going to sort of push. and that directed have the have Hawkeye their show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just, I, I, yeah. But, uh, yeah, my final prediction is uh, we get the official announcement of Spider-Man 4. Um, this is Tom Holland's fourth Spider-Man movie. Uh, I know Sony and Marvel have this thing. Sony usually announces this movie. But just to show that uh, the deal is still going. They still have a good relationship. I think they're going to let Marvel announce this one um, at D23 because they released a poster for D23 and uh, Spider-Man was a big part of that poster. Like a big corner of that poster was just Sp- uh, Spider-Man hanging upside down. So, you know, maybe Spider-Man yeah. 4 could, could could happen. So, yeah, that's my that's my big prediction. Do you guys think John Watts is going to come back to direct or would you like a new director? I think John Watts is burnt out. I don't know if he's going to come back to the MCU. Um Depends on how far out it is, I guess. Yeah. Right. Like, if, if there's a couple of years between now and when they either go into production or like part way into production, yeah. I think that's believable. But if it's like they want to get the ball rolling immediately, I think they would have to go someone new. 
Just give yeah. it to the Russos. <laughs> no, just no, give, just I give don't, it to the Russos. When, when in doubt, when in doubt, give it to the Russos. Obviously, they, they had that great little clip, you know, obviously with his reveal in Civil War. But I, 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 I don't think they're good directors. Marvel. Yeah, I don't think they're like amazing directors as people say as, as they are. Oh, I, mean, I think they have a great team behind them. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you say that, Amon. But like the um, direction style isn't like extraordinarily different compared to what other MCU movies are, right? Right. That's, it's that's not like opinion. yeah, yeah. It's not like um, like Chloe's house directorial yeah. style. I think like the main part about yeah, gotten. the main part about like uh, Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and uh, Endgame is that the writing was just so good. Like even if 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 it was given to another director. I'm pretty sure they would have. They could have done just as good of a job, you know. I feel you, Sam. I feel you right now. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I I don't think that anybody but the Russo brothers could have pulled off like the last two Infinity Saga movies. I think they had a plan. I think they did a great had, job. Yeah. I think they had a they had a good team surrounding them, though. I think they had a team that like the Avenger team, like the A listers that are working at Marvel Disney Studios right now. We're working with them on the projects. I think that if you strip some of that away, though, and then have them work on a standalone project, you might see some some glaring issues with yeah. their their style choices, their editing, some of the writing that they like get through. Um, their grayscale, the grayscale they add to everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried really hard to get into uh, Winter Soldier. Everybody says that's one of their favorite. I I, I favorite think that's one of the best films. MCU movies. But yeah. I think that's largely due to the right writing. I fall, I've fallen asleep to that movie at a minimum three times. <laughs> at a minimum three times. Nick, you're a sick man. <laughs> I fell asleep sick to that movie man. in the theater. In the theater. It was so slow. It was it so the slow. the MCU movie. If somebody wants a jumping off point, I'm like, start here, please. When the action starts, I perk right back up. But <laughs> anyway, sorry. I had, to, I had to give another spicy take. Well, yeah, guys. Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up? No. Thanks, so. And uh, with that, guys, we wrap up today's episode. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review or subscribe to the channel for daily content about gaming, movies, and TV shows. You can also join our Discord server where you can interact with the hosts and co-hosts for each of our four different shows at Save the Game Media. Before we leave, Nick, Will, where can we find you guys? Yeah, so we are the Friday Night Gamecast. You can find us on all podcasting platforms of your choice. Uh, our YouTube channel is is not where I want it to be yet, so don't look for us there. However, uh, that being said, if you want to interact with us, the best way to do that is through Twitter. Um, and we are on Twitter as just at Friday Night Gamers, and that's N-I-T-E-G-A-M-R-Z. Links to all of that will be in the description below. Sam, where can I find you? People can find me on Twitter at Sam Heaney. That's H-E-A-N-E-Y. And you can find me at Amon underscore M05. And I'll see you guys again very, very soon.